Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. When it comes to your life, are you out in front being pushed or behind being led? Let's talk about that. simple illustration to show the difference between being driven and being led is to take a look at a cattle drive. You've got cowboys driving cattle. Sheep, they're being led by a shepherd. So now you begin to see what is going on in Psalm 37 in verse 23 when the psalmist talks about the Lord ordering our steps. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We have another look at Psalm 37 today. Join us, won't you? From The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, here's Pastor Napoleon. Let me tell y'all a story. I would get in trouble in school, okay? So I'm at school, and I'm sitting there, and one of my mom's girlfriends, Miss Jackson, she was awesome. Christian lady. She taught in the school. She was just really great. I was in her class, right? And I'm sitting, I'm sitting in her class. I think I was about, you know, 10, 11 years old. I'm in her class, and there was this girl that was sitting right in front of me, and we were doing our little stuff and drawing and, you know, going through the whole thing in school, and I looked at the back of her hair, and I had my scissors, and I said, I'm going to cut her hair, so I took my scissors out and went, and I cut her hair in class. Well, the other kids started telling, oh, Nip, he cut her hair, Miss Jackson. So Miss Jackson came on and said, boy, what did you do? Now remember, her and my mom were, man, so I, I got sent to, the, I got sent to the, um, the principal's office. I got trouble and, and, and got busted bad. My mama, I love my mama. My mama said, he said, Miss Jackson, whatever you want to do to punish little Nip, you do it. I don't care. I know you're going to take care of my baby, but you go ahead and whatever you're going to do. So Miss Jackson said, this is what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going to take you. Since you want to cut people's hair, you want to do this, son? She said, I'm going to take you. And I'm going to put you under my desk. She said, I want you to do your work under my desk where I can see you. And she said, boy, and if you move, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> so so she, this is a true story. She, I sat up in there Indian style under her desk like that. And I had to do my, my homework under there. I'll never forget that story. I'll never forget the story because, number one, my mom never tried to defend me. She said, Miss Jackson, get him. And you know what? It let me know that, man, I got to respect Miss Jackson. 
I got to respect these girls. I got to respect the principal. That I have to learn how to respect and I, and I, have, to, and I have to be in a position where, where when I start hearing those little voices that try to tell me to do something that's contrary to what's right, that I have to say no to it. And to this day, I love Miss Jackson. I love Miss Jackson. I love her. And I respect her. For, for her and my mom working together to help me to become a better young man. And But what happens is, but for all of us, we've got this enemy in us. And we have to start learning to deny ourselves. There's no way we can get in the tune with God if we haven't. Stop blaming everything on the devil. Some things is us that we have to deny ourselves. No, you don't get that. No, you can't have that. No, you can't go there. No, you have to. That's not right. We have to start telling ourselves our flesh is going to get us in more trouble than the devil ever could. We have to stop and say, Lord, help me to deny myself. There's no way that I can start trusting God, flowing in God's purpose, if I haven't stopped to say, you know what? It's not about what I want. It's about what he wants. If this is the step he has for me, I need to go down this step. If this is the road that he's open for me, I need to go down this road. And I have to be okay with not getting my way all the time in life. And, that, and that, that, that enemy in me, I have to put him in check every day. And this is going to help me to get in tune with God and see God do great things in my life. He says, deny himself. Then he says, take up his cross. This is important because just like I've been saying, there's a death element and aspect to our walk with Christ that has to be embraced. There's a pain element. That when God says, take up your cross, he said, he didn't say, take up my cross. He said, you take up your cross. The same way Jesus was willing to die to self, die, and so that he might be resurrected. In the same way, every day, we have to be willing to accept the pain. The pain of telling ourselves no. And this is important because in us, let me say this to you. When you're going through this process with decisions and life, it is painful. Man, I really, really want that. And then all of a sudden, God blocks it. He's moving things. He's doing things. And, and, you, and we have to give it up. We have to see it as gaining something, not losing something. If God is shutting the door on this for you, understand that he's opening another door. And it's the right door. And that's, we have to be okay with that. All of us have to go through this dying out process with God so that we can enjoy the flow of God. It becomes a lot easier to hear God's voice when your voice becomes silent. When that little voice in you, that little in, attorney in you, that little public defender in you wants you to have everything you want to have when that voice begins to die then God's voice becomes more pronounced it's unfortunate that we listen to our desires more than we listen to God we have to learn to silence the voice by saying God not my will but your will be done Jesus dealt with this in the garden of Gethsemane and he had to make a decision 
that it's not my will, it's your will. And the more we can pray that prayer with an open heart and deal with the self in us and, and deal with, and stop letting people coddle us and learn to die to ourselves, we'll find ourselves getting into a flow. And then God starts ordering our steps and opening doors. And he will far outweigh your expectation. But we have to give him a chance by learning to take up our cross. The cross speaks, there's pain in it, but there's life. There's life in it. I've watched my wife have four babies. It's, well, it didn't hurt me, but it hurt her. And it's painful watching. But man, when the life comes forth, when the life comes forth, when you see life, and it's when we choose to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and then life begins to spring forth. Isn't it amazing how you can look back on your past troubles and how God dealt with you and start shouting? Look what God did as a result of that. It makes you praise him. For all of us, we go through this process on a day-to-day basis. We have to embrace it. And then he says, follow me. So we say, deny, take up cross. He says, follow me. Now, I'm not leading, I'm following. Meaning, I have my eyes on you, Lord, because you're ordering my steps. We have to learn to follow the finger of God. To follow him. And it's okay. You don't know where you're going. I don't know where I'm going. But I know who knows the way. And if I could just keep my mind on him, my eyes on him, through all the stuff that's going on in my life, then I'm going to make it to my ordained destiny and purpose in life. God's going to establish something. But what happens is we stop following God and we start following this person. Following our homeboys. Following this person over here. Well, well let's, let's do what they're doing. And, and how about we do what this person's doing? And we start following everybody but Jesus. But if we can look unto Jesus and keep our eyes on Jesus, all the storms won't have the impact that the devil in some cases wants, wants them to have. Because my eyes are fixed. The moment that Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he starts sinking. If he kept it, when he kept his eyes on the Lord, when we do that, God is the one. He orders our steps. He's leading us. We go from being driven in life by our own desires and lusts and passions and wants, and we start becoming led that, Lord, you're leading me. And I'm just following you, Lord. I don't have a a personal, personal preference. I just want you to lead me. And wherever you lead me, I'll go. We got to get to that place in our lives. Having nice stuff, praise God for nice stuff. And God, he'll build you up. He'll, he'll, he'll do things for you. But the, per, but the point is, Lord, am I, am I where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I want to follow you. There's no way that I can tap into this if, if I don't deny myself, take up my cross, and then keep my eyes on him. Because he knows the way. Can I have an amen? Now let's go to Acts chapter 16. And this story here is going to give you a glimpse of what this looks like. And it's really the last point of emphasis here. Acts chapter 16. Saints, we have to yield to the Holy Spirit. God has not left us as orphans. He sent forth His Spirit to order our steps and to help us and to lead and guide us into all truth. It, it's the Holy Spirit. He's there. 
we're following the Lord, the Holy Spirit helps us to stay in tune with, with the Lord's purpose in our lives. We see here in the book of Acts, Paul and Silas are on a missionary journey, and God has, has obviously used them mightily. And as they're on this, on this journey, we're going to see a series of steps here that are, that are important for us. Look at, pick, pick this story up in verse 6. And we'll read from verse 6 to verse, on down to verse 10. He says, Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had gone to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, this is important for all of us because obviously we see very clearly here, they're on this missionary journey and they're wanting to do good. Their heart is, is purposeful. They're wanting to do right in the sight of God and they're trying to go into places. And obviously they want their steps to be ordered. It didn't mean that as they're wanting their steps to be ordered that they just stayed there idle. But it, does, but, it, but it does mean that during this time and during this process, we see very clearly they were very, very sensitive to the direction of the Holy Spirit because he knew exactly where he wanted them to go. And it says here in verse, in verse 6, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Now that just baffles me. Because didn't Jesus say that... To, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? That whosoever believes and is baptized shall be saved? He said all these things. And, and, but here it says that the Holy Spirit forbid them, forbid them to preach the gospel in Asia. Everything that is a good thing is not a God thing for you. Keep that in mind. Just because it's good doesn't mean that it's God for you in that moment. Ev evidently, God had, had purpose for, for Asia. He wanted to do something. But for them, this isn't where he wanted them to go. But they were sensitive enough to know. They had such intimacy with the Holy Spirit. They were able to discern that the Holy Spirit is forbidding us to go to this particular region. They didn't say... They didn't start casting down principalities and powers and the wicked rulers of the darkness of this age. They didn't start binding and loosing. They didn't start doing territorial warfare and renting planes and flying over regions and trying to pray at the highest peaks. They didn't start tearing down altars and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. They were able to discern that this isn't the devil. This is God saying, no, 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 don't go there. Saints, we got to learn to know when God is shutting the door. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't have another door. It just means that that door right there isn't where God wants you right now. 
And it may be a good thing, but it may not be God for you. But they're able to discern that. Why? Because they had intimacy with the Holy Spirit. They learned his voice. They knew that this is what God is saying. He's saying, don't go in that direction. And we have to learn to do that. Some people on your job, God's going to say, don't speak to them right now. About don't, don't share yet. Just be patient. Sometimes God is going to say, you know, don't take this job. Just wait. Well, Lord, it's a, going, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. They're going to give me more money. If you make your decision solely on money, you are heading in the wrong direction. Can I have an amen, y'all? You got to know that this is God. Because you can get the money and things become funny. What you want is to know that I'm in the will of God. If I'm in the will of God, I'm fine. He's ordering my steps. I'm not driven. I'm being led. And so it says here, it says here in verse 6, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they they tried to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit did not permit them. So he's trying to go in a direction. But his steps are being ordered by the Lord. And he's being sensitive. And he knows that this is what God is saying. I can't. He's, he's, I'm trying to go this. No, nah, that's not God. I got to go. I gotta. And sometimes when you're walking with God, it's a feeling out process. It's a feeling out process. It's a feeling out process. God's not going to speak to you all the time and say, Go left. Go right. That's not the job. It's a filling out process. You try it. Nah, God shut the door. And then when he shuts it, don't bind and loose all the time. It's not going to work. Just say, okay, okay, God, okay, okay, lead me, Lord. And this is what you see him doing. They're trying to go in the region. God, no, don't go there. He wouldn't let them go there. And then they're able to discern, this is the hand of God. This is the hand of God. After they had gone through Mycenae, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. They're able to discern the Spirit not permitting them because they have a relationship with the Spirit. They're not being driven. They're just being led. It says here, so passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now God begins to get even more specific and detailed, and he gives him a vision. He gives him a dream. He gives him, he, 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 he resorts to a higher form of communication to convey his message to Apostle Paul and his team. And when he gets this vision, he's able to ascertain that this is, okay, this is God. This is what God is looking for us to do. And he says it here in verse 10. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And so now he finds, he finds, he finds the steps During this process, saints, he had to feel it out a little bit. And sometimes that's what you have to do. Stop waiting for somebody to knock on your door and give you a million dollars. Get your resume together and make sure that it's accurate. Send it out and say, Lord, order my steps. 
Lead me to the right space, the right place. Help me, Lord, in this process. And then God, when you acknowledge him, he starts to get involved and he starts to move and he starts to do his thing. It's not going to happen. You're not going to walk down the street and find a million dollars. There's a process to this thing. Now, if you do, well, praise the Lord. Make sure you tithe, though. <laughs> but the thing about it is this. The thing about it is this. But the thing about it, <laughs> the thing about it is this. Is the, 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 the point is this. You want God to lead you. But you also got to take some steps. Stop waiting for everybody to push you. We have to stop waiting for everybody to push us. We have to be proactive. But as we're being proactive, we have to actively be seeking God's will. And then watch God order our steps. God gets him to the place that he wants him to go. But the Holy Spirit could have easily the first time. He could have easily said, this is what I want you to do. Go here. The Holy Spirit could have easily the second time said, this is what I want you to do. Go there. But no, he's teaching the Apostle Paul and his team how to walk with him. How to be strengthened in the inner man and how to discern the Holy Spirit's voice in the midst of all the chaos all around us. He's learning how to process with God. He's learning how to deal with God. He's learning different aspects of God's communications and the ways in which God communicates. And we have to learn the same thing. The same way that God spoke to you in years past, he may not always speak to you the same way. He may be trying to develop you and get you to grow. He's not, sometimes God, sometimes his silence is speaking. And we have to be able to hear this, that this is God. He's not speaking to me right now because the last thing he told me to do, he wants me to keep doing that until he gets ready to change course. And so all these things are important and that's why he's developing them. Then finally he, he gives them a, he gives them a vision and he makes it perfectly clear. You're on the right path. We want that kind of confirmation. Why be in a situation where you know this isn't God's will? There's no blessing there. There's no hope there. But when we know, regardless of what it looks like, that we're in God's will, Macedonia is where God said go. Do you know anything about Macedonia? No. You know anybody there? No. But this is what God, you, you saw God, he spoke, let's go. This is we're going to go right here. And then we'll find out what God's going to do. But we're in the will of God. We've got to get this back in the church. We've got to get this kind of heart condition, because this is what it really is. A heart condition. That God, I don't want to be driven in my life anymore trying to keep up with everybody else. I want what you have for me. I want you to order my steps. I want to be led by the power of your spirit. I want to yield to the Holy Spirit when he comes. I want to trust in you. I, want to, I don't want to lean on my own understanding. I want to acknowledge you in all my ways. I want to deny myself. I want to take up my cross. I want to follow you. I just want to be right in the center of your will, Lord. And sometimes you're going to have me on a high mountain. Sometimes you're going to bring me low. Sometimes I'm going to be just, just going through life. And, it, and, it, and I'm okay with that. As long as I know this is your will. This is your will for my life. I'm going to enjoy it. Well, what about, don't you want more of that? Well, if it comes, praise the Lord. But as long as I got God's will, I'm going to be just fine. 
Man, God just took that out of your hand. But you know what? He's going to bless me with something else. If he took that, then I can, I'm, as long as I got God in my, if I'm in the will of God, I'm fine. Well, that's where we have to get to. Because let me say this. When we become driven by our own desires and we just, we're, driven, we're never satisfied. You know that new car you just got? Been nine months, now you're looking at other ones. Lord, send me a wife. Lord, I'm bored with her now. Lord, send me a man. Lord, I, I love these. Lord, give me some kids. Lord, give me some sleep. <laughs> See, what happens, what happens, y'all, the lust is never satisfied. But when you fall in love with Jesus, you fall in love with his purpose. Then what happens is he settles it all for you. And it becomes more of a peaceful journey. That, Lord, I'm not looking for a bunch of stuff. I'm looking for your will and you're going to bless me. And I know you're going to bless me with more stuff. But, Lord, as I'm going through this life, I want to be led. Lord, forgive me for being driven. Can I have an amen? Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Understanding.